It is Thursday the 18th of October 2018 and this is episode 343 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode of Digital Outbox. I am Chris and Ian is in the house. Evening, Chris. And we are not going to faff around today because we've got quite a lot of content. It's been a little while since we last spoke. I have uh, still the remnants of my cold and cough, which has kept us away for a little bit. Uh, We've also been playing Forza Horizon, which has kept some evenings entertained. Forza's Um, damn good. Yeah, really good. I mean, just great. There you go, there's our pick for this week. It is. <laughs> Done before even the end of the podcast. Which is pretty good because Chris two minutes ago said you've got a pick and I was like, well, you're not allowed. Yeah, we're not allowed one because literally the world has exploded since we last um, spoke. Um, we've had a Microsoft event and they have been unveiling their latest Surface. Um, in fact, Surface, Surface Pro and their Surface Office, is it Office Studio or something like that? Um basically three three new products in those in those ranges um let's start with the surface pro 6 um now in matte black it, it, it looks lovely i like i like matte black finishes I, yeah I look good yep and the surface is a good product you know we use we use a lot of them at work good products and um got incrementally better each release and this and... one says the 67 percent faster which sounds like the right direction 13.5 hours battery life which also sounds good and the you know weight in the actual I, I format hasn't got i didn't see that <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah basically still no usb-c port is the biggest criticism that people come out with uh, yeah uh, don't believe the battery life you know it's like yeah. you know 48 hours you know that's you know, by the time you do something serious stuff, you know, that's what you get. Um, but still, really good, really good um, piece of hardware um, for the money. Relatively out of date processors compared to you know your real modern stuff. But um, we're going to be talking about processors later, so, you know. And I, I, I think so. You, you could, I, you could argue that a lot of you know, a lot of manufacturers now are, are you know, and in, in, Intel is not the best. Maybe not. Yeah. And um, you know, if you're kind of stuck with Intel, like you know Apple have been, and it's it, it makes it a challenge to try and you know do the yearly drop everybody looks for in the latest and greatest, and they're they're fighting the same battle. Apple are fighting around thermals and battery life. And... Well, they've stuck with their 12 nanometer, whereas Apple are now trying to get their seven nanometer out, or it's, it's no, with the latest one. Yeah, at seven. So if you've got an iPhone, you're at seven. And, but um... you know, but who knows whether that means it's the best product for your device? And maybe they have specifically. Pr- chosen sort of slightly older processors just because they're still the most mobile friendly really well it's, it's, that's what i'm saying mobile friendly that you know thermal battery life you know it could put the latest and greatest out and i think it would probably you know battery life would be an hour and a half to hours and the surface laptop 2 kind of is adds that extra i think they do have some of the later processors in there obviously it's a bump in price but and it's also the laptop format rather than the detachable keyboard and all that kind of stuff but um you know and and slightly higher price points but it, you know, it looks good. It does look good. Again, you know, really, really good products. I mean, I, and I think that's the thing about the. If you look at that overall lineup from Microsoft now, just a really yeah. good range of well-engineered products. Because and you, the... and you pay for it, you know, so they're yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, I, I, I still don't think they're you know way out there. When we're now talking about thousand pound for a phone, we're still talking you know fifteen hundred quid for you know, you know, a device like this. Um, 
And they brought um, app mirroring to their Windows 10 product. So that's another kind of way of, now they don't have their own phone device, you've actually got a way of hooking up your phone to the Windows 10 environment. And that means that for Android apps, you can now mirror applications inside of the operating system. And, and there's various other hooks that you can uh, do between, you know, continue browsing from where you are on the phone into, into the, now the operating system. Yes. So it's it's almost like... I'm not saying they've defaulted on Android because they, they talk about supporting both, but um, it looks Android's a preferred option. Android, they've got the tools for it, whereas Apple don't have those same tools. You know, when you buy, when you sort of download the SDK for Android, you get a built-in app viewer. So effectively, I'm sure they've just hooked into that kind of idea and just extended it and said, "Well, this is integration to our operating system." Whereas yeah. Apple doesn't come with anything like that to allow you to do it. Yeah, and, and, and whether whether that comes over time or not, because they I mean certainly Microsoft don't have another option right now. But I don't think that Apple will want that, want that to happen. So they'll probably yeah. block it no matter what. Whereas yeah. I think in an Android environment that kind of makes maybe makes sense. Um I don't know whether I'd ever use a mobile application in my desktop browser but or my desktop, but maybe maybe if it, the option was there you would. And I guess I'm using the latest um Mojave, Mojave, whatever you want to call it. So I'm using an iOS app on yeah. my Mac, you know, okay. so you've got suck apps like stock and news that don't work very well. So I've still not upgraded my laptop to Mojave and my <laughs> desktop doesn't allow me to. I am on uh, early 2011 and that is not one of the upgrade paths. So mm, no longer can I go up through the ranks. If you want to buy an Apple product, I might know a man. Anyway, <laughs> I, I said that three weeks ago and you you shot me down and went, you didn't say that. When I, uh, you didn't say what? <laughs> Something about I know a man. I think it was when we talked about ROMs. <laughs> I know a man and you were like, oh, no. I see. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, if you want, what a cheap Apple product. <laughs> <laughs> well, not a student. Um, you don't have to be. Anyway, Surface, <laughs> Surface Studio 2 uh, has also been announced. Now, this is one of the, actually, it you know, got a lot of um, attraction when this first. This is their. The, this is the Microsoft device, which is effectively a massive screen that you can raise and lower. Uh, so you can have it lowered onto the lowered onto the desk. So it's almost like a drawing pad, a massive drawing pad, and then it pops up. And then they had the special little dial that you could plop onto the uh, the screen, and it acts as an extra selector or a zoom tool, or a, you know, it can be it's, it's multifunctional device. And it really got a lot of traction when it first got released because it was really innovative in a time when Apple was just not releasing anything thing and you could still argue that apple still haven't released anything quite as innovative as this um this is into its second iteration and one of the first one of the criticisms of the first iteration was it just wasn't powerful enough for what they wanted to do and they've really bumped up the um the internals of this so it looks externally very similar um but actually inside they've got much more powerful um graphic processes and they've got much more uh, sort of better speed and more memory as well and they're using uh solid state throughout um and apparently you know, I haven't seen the final reviews yet, but people are, you know, suddenly turning this, it's much more viable again. Absolutely. The, the, the engineering around it was, was solid. It was the, as you say, the internals when you actually started to push it. Um, and I'd, 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 ever since they first launched it, I was like, wow, that was a yeah. real, you know, and that's, that's the difference from Microsoft right now. They're doing stuff and you're like, that's really a nice design. Uh, it's, it looks, you know, it looked like something out of... Um, I want that. I had a, a desirability about it. I want that. Yeah, it just looked like something out of a futuristic movie, didn't it? That, that they might <laughs> yeah. have used, you know, this screen and then you could draw in it. So, yeah, it, so it definitely felt like something new. And, and and hopefully now they've kind of ironed out that. You can certainly see how it would be attractive to a design studio to have this 
ability to you know use a drawing pad so it didn't plus make it into a monitor after you know so you don't always have to have that and all the touch aspects yeah just it, it looks natural to use whether that in reality when you get hold of these things they are it's, it's hard to tell um and they're certainly not cheap that's the other thing about them this um you're talking about starting at three and a half grand i think and probably going up towards five so you know that that real top end you know you can get a mac pro um for those kind of or map um imac pro and things for that that kind of price so you've got you know but it does look more innovative than a mac pro i agreed i agreed noise cancelling headphones microsoft also announced in a kind of sideways you know hey we've done this as well it was like um, a too moment it was like we also do these yeah 350 dollars so not cheap but not the top end price kind of figures you get but certainly not something to sniff at um but comes with cortana built in um noise cancelling has some clever technologies and um but yeah there you go there's no reviews of them so I don't know how they the sound but they're dials each side and mm, they look clever. really nice and i was like i actually like the design you know look at that yeah. i don't work with data you know but, but yeah that looked, looked nice we also had the Google event um, not so long ago, and they've been touting their products. Now, not many of these were kind of new to us in that they, they'd leaked most of the stuff beforehand, but they did show off the uh, Pixel 3 and the Pixel 3 XL. Um, so these are the Android smartphones, you know, they're, they're kind of flagship devices, if you like. Um, a bump in most things, a bump in the camera again, which is also considered to be one of the better cameras anyway. Um, bump in... Uh, storage and general performance as you might expect uh, and and the integration and, and i guess it's the just pulling all their technology together now um into one device so it's got all of your assistant type you know um solutions built in from from the core and it's running the latest androids as you might expect um, and generally they look like fun good phones they are just they are expensive though Expensive. Um, I think the main the main thing that I could see was it's a single camera, but then it's the best camera on a phone right now. It's, it takes a, an amazing picture. Um, if you believe the promotional shots and and who knows, well, even the, so the reviews and, and and I guess what what's been most interesting is the you know this all this stuff about computational photography, and and you can see a difference you know side by side by the latest iPhones and the latest Samsungs and the Pixel is you know it's a clear clear winner and every especially when it comes to you know um, low light but just you know daytime shots and everything the comparison it, shots oh. I've seen low light were almost amazing it, it did you know actually look like even though it's got maybe a single camera at the back it is doing some clever stuff i guess it's maybe the speed that they can take pictures now they can you don't need two cameras to to take different light levels or whatever and yeah. or different focal well, that, and that was well that was the thing apple were emphasizing that when you take a picture now it's actually four pictures and it's and it's doing all this stuff so quickly that yeah. that and yeah and it's it's almost getting to the point where it's like the, the science just boggles the mind about mm. you just think you're taking a snap but yeah, we, and, and, and you can tell from those live photos, it's no longer ever a snap. It's no. it's a whole sequence of, you know, it's a video. They can take it that quick nowadays and that, that high quality, they, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, the other thing with the Pixel, it's got a notch. So, yeah, it has um, got a notch, yes. Yeah, Everyone's like, got a notch. Like, yeah, it's got a notch. And, uh, and and weirdly, it's got the kind of rounded bezels, but the round bezels at the top are a different roundness to the bottom. And I was like, oh, as soon as I saw that, I was like, it, it, it niggled. Your me. OCD kicked in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. They have got two cameras um, front facing for selfies, yeah. so they they haven't got two cameras on the back, but they have added two cameras to the front, uh, and and I guess that's you know just a, a sign of how people use their phones and what do they use them for. You know, pick you know uh, selfies are a big thing. They are. 
Um, so so the, the Pixel looks like a really great option for Android. You know, if you're an Android user, you've got a great alternative to, I guess, you know, Galaxy, which is 100%, the other 100%, I default. agree with you. Only the price is... When the you've got Huawei is... and you've got... Um, when you've got Huawei and, and OnePlus shoving, you know, really uh, high-end powerful machines, yeah. they're, you know, there's there's quite a big price difference. Uh, so we'll come on to Huawei later, because it's interesting. Um, Pixel Slate is a Chrome OS tablet now. So this is the, the idea, you know, a tablet that you can attach a keyboard to, so um, Surface Pro-esque. Um, but they're using Chrome OS now instead of uh, when they tried to kind of laptop uh, slash mo- um, tablet before they used uh, the android os but that's that's all been since being decommissioned um and yeah they're using chrome os and it again it, it looks like a nice device and if you're the type of person who and and most of us are spend nearly their whole life in the browser anyway um this this looks like you know a potentially cheap way of getting a fairly robust machine although when you get up to the kind of higher processing ends it doesn't look any different to a laptop type price yeah laptop i mean it's, it runs up to 1600 dollars and you need to buy the keyboard and you but it will start at 700 dollars, which yeah. is, again is quite it's for the i guess once you add the keyboard again you're still talking about a thousand which yeah you know. so you're starting at a thousand and i guess run up to two thousand uh, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's a bit like the surface so the surface did something similar where it's like they hit that really cheap price but it was really crap um, mm. And and you really you know it was like really slow and you had to you really had to go for another you know you you invest up you know it was it's really at starting price a thousand if not twelve hundred to go and get a device that and it'd be interesting to see if it's the same thing the the big thing for me was the as you said Android there's no Android tablet market anymore it's it's a it's yeah. a really difficult sell um, there's an iPad tablet um, market and it looks like Google said actually Chrome if you want a tablet run chrome and you can launch any android app on it android android um tablet well it was it was one of those things where it just it was there but no one really made use of the features and i guess that's because the sales point is so low and the number of apps you'd sell for a, a device you know i guess really when you're looking at android tablet now you just run mobile um things on it but and then the only people really doing it still i think are, um, amazon still do their fire don't they and that's kind of amazon and that's on their own fork anyway yeah amazon do the fire um samsung are still putting galaxies so there's still on a samsung galaxy you can get you can get a galaxy 10 inch you can get a, an active tab from galaxy as well where you can you know throw it down some stairs and it'll bounce back in your face <laughs> Not uh, yeah <laughs> i mean for the for the education market which i think they've seen some success here it looks compelling i've seen other people now i've seen one in the wild being used and you know it it, it looks good and their their keyboard there the sort of add-on keyboard is it looks good it's like little circular keys and they say it's quite type and it's actually got an integrated trackpad and all those kind of nice things plus the there's quite a clever little support behind a magnetic support which allows you to have at any angle uh, it's not just restricted to sort of preset angles you can have your uh, keyboard at so yeah you potentially you can use it wherever you want to go um, I, th- I think I, I'm interested in it. I don't have the cash to splash out, but you know, I'm interested to try one. Yeah, and and I think the challenge for me is if like, I was, I think if I was spending, I need to watch what I say because I spend quite a lot on iPad. But if I'm spending <laughs> like fifteen hundred quid, I'd want to run like Lightroom and Photoshop, yeah. and and I'd want to do the things that I can do in my. But Mac. maybe when we're talking about the Photoshop sort of cloud 
later in the exactly. that, that might open up things like that so maybe yeah. you know, they, maybe this is waiting for the technology to catch up but again. you know but you know where i'm coming from yeah, yeah, like definitely, i've got yeah. i've got an ipad where i can do these things i can take like the images a shot sunday night i could have been in the car i could have been editing and, and uploading them i chose yeah, well, not to do that because i wanted to come home and 1500 do quid you can get a well you used to be able to get a relatively decent um mac and you, or and you PC still you laptop. still you still can uh, Pixel Stand also um, came through. Uh, so this is literally just like it's a wireless charging dock for your Pixel Three phone. Uh, it but it but it does flick the phone into effectively a separate mode. It's kind of hands free mode, so it it will act like a little photo frame. And if you get announcements or sorry, if you get sort of uh, notifications things like that, it just it deals with them slightly differently and acts almost a bit more like a Google Home while it's sort of sat in its dock um again quite innovative but but you know nothing nothing groundbreaking i'd say yeah i'm surprised more people haven't done something like that or thought yeah. like that you know turn it into a you know photo it, stand a, a, yeah. as you know an echo type device uh you know notifications big text i think we'll see it because i think it's so obvious now that alarm know, clock you know yeah. all these things it's like because you're going to put it you know your phone when you're charging it at night it just sits flat on your desk but if it was in a stand it makes it much more useful and visible even though everything about it says don't look at your screens through the night and all yeah that but things, they but... can do smart stuff around oled and you yeah. know you know low light emitting stuff and home hub was probably an interesting one for their event as well this is their I guess it's their equivalent of the Echo Show, but actually because it's got all the Google, whereas Echo Show had all the YouTube ripped out of it, this is Google's own one. So this is Google's assistant with a screen on top. Now, they did make an interesting concession almost. They haven't put a camera in it, which in one respect uh, removes some privacy concerns. And if you're going to put uh, you know, an Echo Show on your bedside cam- you know, it's got a camera pointing at you you know, all the time. Uh, and I think Google said, we just don't like the idea of that, or certainly with all the privacy stuff that's been going around recently, they've said, we're going to take that away as a concession and, and, and it is just a screen. So it takes away some of the potential usefulness, you know, like, again, you think about future movies where you could just say someone's name and dials them up on the little screen that's by you. And, and I guess that's ultimately the vision of this. But while we're still going through all these privacy um, issues, I think you know that may be something for the future um but yep you can ask it to show you whatever and it can show you maps a calendar youtube photos all those kind of things and a really nice um home hub sort of overview screen as well so again this screen very much could be used to control your whole home so it's it's hooking together all of its um hive type um things into one so you can you can see an immediate view of oh the, you know this is your temperatures that's set these are the lights that are on in the house all those kind of things so it's a nice interface just to go and quickly do that um it looked looked an intriguing product and not that expensive either starting 150 dollars but the screen's quite small seven inches um it is a touch screen i, I when i was looking at it so like, yeah i quite like the product but i was thinking if i was going to have this in my home where would it go and, and I couldn't answer that question. Yeah, I'm the same. You know, it's like where would I where would I want that right now? So I'm in, I'm in my little office just now, got a twenty seven inch iMac in front of me. Do I need a seven inch screen? No. You know, but I want it in the bedroom? No. But I want it in the kitchen? Not really. No, exactly. and that, that's kind of exactly the same. Now, if you were maybe building a house and you could see a, a concept of having one in each room, then maybe that does make sense. And I guess that's the market they're going for, and that's why it's quite a cheap product, $150. odd um, But they are taking pre-orders, um, and I think it's out either today or tomorrow, so it's like really soon. Um, unless I'm complete, I might have just completely made that up, to be honest. Oh, no, yeah, right, October 22nd. So, next so not far away. Not far away at all. Um, 
Chromecast um, has been upgraded and now got the multi-room audio support. Really not that much different. They've, they've added a bit more power so it can properly do 60 frames a second at 1080p, but this particular device still doesn't do uh, the 4K. So there is still Chromecast Ultra, but that's the old product. So this is just a bump of um, the, the old Chromecast from about three years ago. So um, yeah, it just, just does a little bit better. Um, fair enough. Yep, again, a little interesting point for me was a bit like Amazon did. It's like, Sonos, you're not in your room? We can just add this. Yeah, we just add it to our product. Yeah, yeah. Yep, there you go. $35, got it. Sonos, Next. you've been faffing with this for a long time now. Here we go. Yeah. This is how you do it properly. Yeah, this is how exactly. the big boys play. <laughs> An interesting story next. So we're away from Google now. Um, the the new Palm. So Palm and Palm OS. Remember those heady days of a glory earlier days, in our podcast. Glory history. days, Chris. glory days, glory days. Um, and actually, we liked Palm OS at the time. I think it was quite I loved innovative, it. but it, yeah, but never caught on, did it? Um, but anyway, they have someone bought the name, uh, and they've now brought out a phone. But it's not just a phone. It's um, a phone for your phone. Yeah, so and that, and that's a bit where it's like, it, it's like whoever somebody's smoking something really, really strong, <laughs> because as you say, it's allegedly a phone that you use when you don't want to use your main phone, and you want to take a break from it, and you don't want to use apps, etc. But we can also do apps on this small phone. Yeah, you can't buy this phone separately. You kind of buy it as part of a, a sub package to make yeah. your main phone device. And it's you know their concept. I think it started off. We'll have a little phone that you take out on nights out when you don't want your big phone um, and you can have it so you can call a taxi or whatever and do this. And then it's kind of ended up being, well, it's a teeny phone, but it does still have Android on it. And therefore you can still download your apps and you can still use this, that and the other. So actually, yeah, it's just a, it's a tiny little phone. Um, when I say tiny as well, it's not mini mini. It's not like one of those, that, that special device that, that they're all moaning oh, about. because yeah. It, it was being struggled, it smuggled into the jail. Um, but it's, um, it's still quite small. It's like first iPhone size, you know. So it's like oh, it's bigger that. than that, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. I, I so I'm know. sorry, not bigger. I'm smaller. Exactly the opposite of what you said. Um, <laughs> how, how I'm just trying to find in the article how big it says it is, but when I saw it at um fifty by ninety seven, so ten centimeters by five centimeters, really cool. Yeah, a three point three inch screen. So okay. Um, I'm, I'm now on a mission to try and find <laughs> the, the first iPhone. It's got an 8 megapixel selfie camera, a 12 megapixel back camera. That everyone's, the, the, the reviews are saying they're average at best, but you know, it kind of does everything your phone would do, but in a smaller packet. There you go. 3.5 inches. Oh, there you go. So it is a bit smaller. And also, in those days, there were massive borders around. Oh, yeah. Screens. I mean, it had, it, had, it had like chins and forehead that you <laughs> can be proud of. They didn't have notches. They had, <laughs> they had slabs. Right? <laughs> anyway, so that, yeah, an interesting thing. You can't buy it separately. You have to buy it as part of your kind of phone, and it's another three hundred and fifty odd dollars on top. It does use the same phone number though, so you know. Uh, the, the bit that made me chuckle the most, not that the whole thing looked completely bizarre, because you can do things like you can turn on life mode, and in <laughs> that the notifications are turned off, and it turns off wireless radios, and it's like. What? So it's what is it? What is it? Um, <laughs> it's just the but, thing. But, but, but Steph Curry, um, you know, really great basketball guy from America, he's somehow involved in designing cases and doing all sorts. So he tweeted about it from his iPhone. So that <laughs> yeah. just, um, you know, that whole classic, you know, oh, I love this new thing from Palm. 
it's just, do you remember that? Is it Nicole Scherzinger's when she's, oh, I'm really enjoying using my new Android. And it's said, sent from my iPhone. Yeah. Whoops. It's, it's like every time it's like. Yeah. Whoops. Um, Huawei has been um, releasing some stuff. And here we go. We a we, bit. We should have said, by the way. Oh, go on. Christmas is coming. And that inspires <laughs> all these products. Okay. Yes, so. We are in Christmas release window, aren't we? Yes. Um, so the Mate 20. Um, <laughs> Pro. It's basically it's I, you know how razors we had the single blade razor, <laughs> yeah. Then we had the twin blade razor, and then yeah. we had three, and then four, and I think someone went to five. Oh yeah, it's at five. Is it? And, and now they most of them are now saying, well, we can't really put any more blades, otherwise we'll be shaving your face off. Um, Huawei's doing that with cameras. <laughs> it's got <laughs> it's got three massive suckers on the back of this, um, plus the uh, light LED as well. So there's a grid of four um camera uh, camera like apertures on the back of this this phone it, it looks bizarre and all taking different focal lengths so it's just how you know how on a mobile do you allow better photos to be taken where you need focal lengths and we can't do that with width so we have to do that with girth it's it's i guess it differentiates in some ways because <laughs> because so so Huawei is all so since it first came out I mean, I remember when they did the first launches and it's just a total rip of, of Apple and iPhone. Icons, the same design, the same, you know, it was like, come on. But, same as everyone else. But they make a really cheap product and it was good. And and mm-hmm. they've got a, you know, got a foot in the door, they've got a market share now and these have come out and lots of people are going, wow, these are really good because it's got the four cameras, it's got, or sorry, the three cameras, it's got um, Face ID equivalent, you know, it's got the massive OLED screen, yeah. um, it's got the great battery life. Um, it's it's got everything you'd want on a modern phone. It's you know dust protection and waterproof, and I guess the difference this time is has got the price. So earlier on you talked about being cheap, mm. but these are going from eight hundred and ninety nine up to eleven hundred. Yeah, so uh, so Pixel's done it, uh, Huawei's done it. When whereas before like that, but and I guess one one plus is also a lot more expensive. When I bought mine, I think it was three hundred and fifty quid, uh, whereas the equivalent now is probably five six hundred um and that and that's obviously still quite a long way away from 900 but it's still not as um, uh, absolutely you know it's not as half price as it used to be let's put it that way so i watched about the keynote just because people said people gasped when they said the price and i was mm. like i bet you they didn't and i watched it <laughs> and i was like oh, because because <laughs> i think done? everybody was expecting this is a fantastic phone does everything the iphone does and it's like not half the price but maybe like three quarters and it's like it's actually only like you know 50 100 quid less i wonder i wonder whether that maybe they do suffer and maybe all these devices have suffered from being a little bit too cheap in comparison so you know you get that psychology of well it can't be you know it can't be all that it's too cheap some um, people see it as a bargain and some people see it as a i'd i don't want that yeah yeah hang on, I, it must do much less so yeah it's a hard one um but and also i'm guessing it just shows how much more expensive even when you're trying to shove out a cheap one the kind of technology involved in these things now it's not just about bigger processor and bigger ram it's actually a, the the physical technologies that go into it. it's like having a grid of four yeah. like you know cameras going and, and does do, it does do one unique thing which i, th- I thought was quite quite amusing spies on you uh, yeah, it's a, that's a given um <laughs> but but it does wirelessly charge which is great because everybody wants wireless charging but it also wirelessly charges another device oh, okay so if you've got an iphone and you've got a mate 20 you can put the iphone on top of the mate 20 you can and you the, can mate them together with your mates and the <laughs> iphone will be charged by it wow there you go what a feature 
So it's quite an expensive iPhone charging station. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, they also have the uh, the six point five inch design. Is it six point five inch in gen- general? And they've got a bigger one for uh, seven point two inch. Is that right? Yeah. So the the Mate Twenty Pro is is again. So there's a Mate Twenty Pro. It's a bit like the iPhone. All these differences. There's a Mate Twenty Pro. There's a Mate Twenty and a Mate Twenty X. And the Mate Twenty Pro is six point four the mate 20 <laughs> is 6.5 but cheaper and there's a 7.2 mate 20x which is a ridiculous i mean that's tablet size yeah, that, that's well we, i mean it's it's almost yeah it is almost beyond the phablet isn't it just, i wanted it's... dom jolly on stage just just <laughs> just buy them get them to come on and go hello i'm at an event because because it because it was done in london and everybody would have loved it yeah that would have been the best roll with it Facebook have been chucking out stuff as well. Um, Portal. So this is their... So Facebook Portal is their kind of Google Home Hub, whatever they called it, and, and Echo Show kind of rival. So it, it's it's like a it's like a TV... It's like a screen on a stick with a, with a, a camera at top and a speaker kind of below it. And yeah, it's, it's working in the same way around... You can make calls to other people. You can send messages to things. You, it's got a screen there to... I, to show stuff i think it's facebook view or something but it looks quite limited in its scope it's it's pretty much just get into the facebook empire or you know but kind of doing face you know uh, google show type things and or echo I, shows and stuff. i th- i thought this was a an absolute dud and i never thought i would say that from something so i think fa- facebook software wise obviously they throw things out sometimes it doesn't really stick but but this is weird it's like the first hardware and I, I don't know anybody would buy this. You have to, yeah. I think so they, who's who's going to buy this? this. Um, again, if you had the vision of one of these in every room and everyone had them, then it kind of makes sense, right? But like you know, they've lost that trust. They're not a trusted company no. to to do that, unfortunately. And and they even delayed this product to try and get around some of these uh, issues that they've had recently with privacy and whatever. Um, so yeah, I think it's a tech exercise and a, a proposal of a direction, but really they, I, I can't, I can't see my mum thinking, oh yeah, I need to go and buy a Facebook or something. And that's, yeah. that's really the person you need to think, oh, this is good. Whereas I can see my mum saying, oh, I'll get an Amazon Echo for, you know, or I'll get a Google exactly. Hub because I can, you know, do this, that and the other. With it. And I think size-wise makes more sense for those kind of things because <laughs> this is a lot bigger. Um, I guess the other thing, you touched on trust, so they've absolutely messed this up as well. Mm. So they emphasised during this, this product demo and launch that privacy is built in throughout the whole stack. You know, it's totally secure. We won't show your data. Two days ago, actually, we're going to use this to kind of work out targeted ads. And you're like, <laughs> you you said just 10 days ago you wouldn't do that. Yeah. And 10 days what later. what Facebook's all about. It's all about your friends again. As long uh, as we can still sell stuff. Exactly. But and, then again, um, that's how they make the money, isn't it? We, you know. Well, the other thing, I didn't add it in, but the other thing related to video is that they inflated the amount of views that their videos were getting on the platform. Um. And this is going back sort of three, four years, you know. You know, so you'd put a video on, and they're saying, "Oh, oh it's got you know a hundred views," but it was forty to sixty percent inflated. Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of media companies saw, "Look at all the figures we're getting; it's amazing." Lots of teams were disbanded. Lots of you know, I'm not saying you know, but but some of the websites that we know and love, tech crunches and others, were like, "Oh, hold on, video is the future. Kill everything else. Video yeah. wasn't the future." Yeah, you know, it's like it's a mixture. You still want, you still want journalism. And um, as a, as a, every every couple of months, there's something really 
you know, just not nice comes out about Facebook. Good news, though. Oh, is there a curse? Only 30 million users' data was stolen rather than the estimated 50 million that we said about the other day. That is good news. Uh, really good news for the 20 million that aren't included. Um, but yeah, this was basically an update to the sort of scraping, access token scraping that we heard about not so long ago. But yeah, it's less broad in its its issues, but you know, still serious. Um, um, but there you go. So allow me to put my grumpy hat on again. Yet again, they released this on a Friday night. Yet again, they tried to hide this story. Yet again, every time I launch into Facebook, there's like there's a message that says there's a me- as if you've messaged me, and it's like oh, you know, somebody wants to see your page and you're not updated it. It's just to get you in, even yeah. though I've got notifications turned off and everything because they're such a horrible, crappy company. And with this, <laughs> they could have made it dead easy. I could have logged into Facebook and they could have popped up and says, "By the way." You've been, you know, you've been one of these fifteen million or thirty million, whatever it is. No, you had to go to a separate page. You had to make effort to go and see if you've been impacted. The mm. last thing they're not offering any protection. So the likes of Sony turned around and says, "We'll give you a year's worth of protection around this because there's enough detail in here that you, you're going to get if you've been done. If your details are out there, you're going to get, you know, spoofs against you done. You're going to mm-hmm. get, you know, somebody registered as Chris try to take out, you know, loans, etc. And they just said, "No, we're not doing anything." Yeah. We've got we've got a fact up that you can go and read. Look after yeah. yourself, and I I just think no, oh, you suck, you really do. Google Plus has gone as well, another casualty of the uh, hacking thing. So Google, <laughs> you know, is, you can get your grumpy hat on again now. But basically, they <laughs> I am so they, so they had a very similar issue to the kind of Cambridge Analytica problems that we saw before with their their. If you were an app developer and you asked for permissions, they had a bug in there somewhere which enabled, you know, if someone had found it as an app developer and with permission to view your your public profile, it was actually physically possible for you, that app developer to view your, your private profile uh, when they shouldn't have had that access. Google found that issue, uh, was it a couple of years ago? But, but anyway, they covered it up. Whenever they whenever they found the issue, they didn't tell anyone about it. And it was only um, a little while later that it all came to light. Uh, I, we're talking, you know, a meagre half a uh, half a million users. So um, that's <laughs> luck, luck more than judgment, seeing as no one uses Google Plus anymore. Uh, anyway, they they've seen the fact that hey, look how much bad press we got, and they did for you know. I, I think it's fading now, but there's still that sort of, again that whole stink around it. Um, and they said yeah we we didn't want to um bring ourselves down so we didn't tell anyone um but now we're going to shut google plus because quite frankly it's a very expensive leader uh lost leader when when you think of no no one's actually using it i think they said something like 90 percent of users use it for five seconds or less <laughs> it's like oh well i didn't mean to be here <laughs> exactly but it still exists <laughs> oh wow look at that yeah, exactly um uh, so again this is back to the own it they should have owned this and come clean and said they tried to hide it. And it just seems ironic that the thing that, that shuts um, Google Plus down was actually a security bug that they can't be arsed fixing. <laughs> Basically. I mean, if you do you remember that Google Plus really was the, it was the Google's first attempt to force everyone to have a Google login um, where they hadn't managed it before. So the Google Plus was, they, they brought everything together and said, right, you can't access any of our services without this Google login. And that Google Plus was part of that. Um, 
pretty much now everyone I know has a Google login now. So it succeeded in what it really was meant to do, which was make sure that wherever you go now, you are logged in. So when you're in your browser and your Chrome browser, you are logged into Google and they are collecting that data. So overall, it's done its job without actually needing to do any more. Than yeah, that. but I, I, guess, I guess the thing with Google Plus is they wanted to do that. They wanted like, we'll be a social network as well. You know, so they, they tried so to get in that market. Yeah. And it just um, didn't it didn't get traction. I mean, that, a, that, you know, amazing. Well, I was going to say there's a fantastic tweet storm from an ex-Googler. Um, this week and it was all about so he worked there while they were you know before google plus was launched and mm. well you know how google plus came out and then they said it's going to hit every product so it's like you had yeah. to have signed up to be on youtube you had to be signed That's up it. if you yeah. and lots of people were like but i don't want to be on it and they were forcing you um so this ex-employee was saying just how badly it was managed internally the way they got the teams convinced them to do it was integrating your product and we'll give you 10 percent more on your bonus yeah, well, was all, well whatever, whatever, however they did it, it still blew work, didn't it? At the end, because yeah, everyone talks. now has a Google account. Google is going to start charging for um, Android device makers to use their apps in Europe. This all stems from um, the recent anti-trust uh, uh, rulings from the European Commission, saying um, that they shouldn't be pushing Chrome and Android uh, apps onto. Um, onto users so google have turned around and say right anyone in europe uh, we're going to split our model up now you can have android uh, for free that's an open source product um, but if you want google play store on top of that you're going to have a license fee and if you then want the gmail and um, chrome on top of that then that's another licensing fee so someone is going to have to start paying to have these services on their phones um, yeah very interesting um so so, so I think I can't see anybody releasing an Android device without a Play Store in it. And I, I don't know how it helps them legally, um, because antitrust and or anti all these things, I guess, is saying you're still kind of forcing it on there. But I guess they can now argue, well, we're not. We're offering not. it as a service. You can add your own if you want. Fill your boots. Yeah, and I, and I, and I it'd be interesting if Europe turned around and said, you know, you're charging for a product that you don't charge anywhere else in the world. But but they can't because they've asked Google to do this, to do it, yeah. you know. So the uh, the interesting one I think could be Chrome, because I wonder, you know, would a would a Samsung turn around and just so just say, uh, we don't know the price, you know, so the price there's no price with this. But if Google they've turned around and said, they've got to cover five billion antitrust violations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if Google turned around and said, do you want to bundle Chrome, dollar a user, dollar a, a product. Mm-hmm. You know, does a does a Samsung turn around? How many how many billions of products do they sell? So do they turn around and say, actually, we don't need Chrome. We can use any old browser. Yeah, uh, ultimately, we don't know that. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's good for the user, though. Um, no. And, and and they have bundled their own stuff before now, and they've done their own browser and things, so maybe Absolutely. they will go back to that. Um, whether they just think, oh, just uh, what are we going to gain from this? I don't well, know. It's, a, it's a really good point, but it doesn't benefit the user because the, if you look at the, the whole force and sky to you know, share out football and it needs to be split, all that's it done is help. cost you as a user yeah. more money. Yes, you can see why uh, all these decisions are come, you know, are brought to. But you know, ultimately, they're not always the best thought through. And and I guess also this could be punitive on Google's, you know, just being a bit um, minded to say, okay, you make these rules, you live with the consequences. We don't really care. We know that people are going <laughs> to spend the money, whatever the license is, because um, you know, an Android device without the Play Store and the other services on top. So it's Google Search, and I'm, I wonder whether the Assistant comes into that as well. That, that won't be inside of um, uh, that won't be inside of the main Android operating system. That's for sure, because it's another effectively Google service. So 
Um, and, and that's quite a big part of a phone nowadays is, you know, asking those questions and getting it to respond. And you saw from the Google um, presentation how sophisticated now they're becoming with their assistant on the phone. And uh, they're doing it's no longer just you ask a question, you get a thing. It is now offering up, you know, you can say, you know, how's my day looking? And it literally will because it knows so much. And I guess that's the frightening thing. It really can become a, a quite a, a useful you know, secretary kind of device almost. Yeah. And I think I mean, the, the companies that we mentioned, Samsung, they, they, they've not seen, seen this coming, but they obviously know they're in the pocket of Google, which is mm-hmm. why they were trying their own operating system. It's why they've got, is it Bixby? Is there, Bixby, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it's why they're doing these things so they're not totally dependent on, you know, we need to wait for Google to release this and also offer it as a service to us. Um, yeah, and, and you know, I think ultimately though, I think Google is so far ahead of the game again. They just know that they can do this, and it's not a problem. Yeah, um, because I think they really are in the assistant and the, you know, that that AI logic kind of arena. They're still head and shoulders above everyone. I think Microsoft has added sixty thousand patents to the Open Invention Network. This is uh, an organization kind of dealing with open source um, products like Linux and things like that. And Microsoft have put their patents into this organization so that those people offering um, uh, open source products can use these uh, inventions and devices, whatever they happen to be, uh, algorithms maybe even, um, they can use them royalty-free and unlimited. So if you're an open source producer of a product, say Linux or whatever, you can in, you can integrate these technologies without fear of being sued. Um, I fair play to Microsoft so so, so the bot GitHub and everybody was like is that really the best home for something where you've got so many people that, and, and we saw the rise of you know Git X and Git Y and Git Z mm-hmm. companies yeah. getting stood up saying come here because you can't trust Microsoft Yeah, and, and I think they're saying actually that that you know the company that we had five, six, eight years ago very different beast now you know, realize it needs to be in every platform. To be in every platform, you can't go and sue every platform. You work the platforms. Um, and this is, I think, it's great news. I mean, there's obviously, I mean, I think Windows and there's a couple other things aren't part of this. It's not like every Windows software patent that Microsoft have got all of a sudden is now open source. Um, but this this is big news, well played, you know, fair play to them. And it's it's another it's case really of, good look, look at what, look at what we're doing not about our history and you'll get a different feel for our company and i think that's generally clear from what we've seen as their products and like you say where they're putting their products now and, and now this moves well. it's all adds up to good corporate karma doesn't it basically think back to probably between two and, and i would say maybe five six years ago our podcast every every second one probably had two or three patent you know so go to court and it was just not only that, we and and we were foreseeing the the end of Microsoft every single podcast, it seemed, uh, and and they've you know really they have turned things around. It's quite amazing. So not only do we no longer have to talk about patents every single week, we we now talk about Microsoft positively in a quite an you know even to say like things like their um, the Surface Office whatever it was called uh, is one of the most innovative products we've seen recently, really. And software development wise, you know, you can develop you know on the Mac. You know, it's a first-party client. You can do it, you know, and it's it's just I've just it's got so many good things. You know, it's still my my default text editor is you know is from Microsoft now, which I you know I would not have thought I would have said a year eighteen months ago. Yep. Adobe has been releasing new products, so they've had their um, is it Max conference? I can't remember what they call it now. You are correct. 
um but they've have um quite a few new little sort of applications and products they're talking about premier rush cc is a it's like a cut down Premiere Pro, but designed to be really focused around um, YouTube and getting your videos on Facebook, Twitter. So taking away all the advanced stuff. And uh, well, that's not true. That just making it all much more simple and straightforward. If you happen to uh, think oh, it's not offering me this, that and the other, you can export directly from or you can use the same file format directly from uh, Rush CC into um, the, the main uh, Premiere Pro product um uh yeah and i i didn't even i didn't really watch the max product but i've obviously i've i'm a creative um cloud subscriber so i've got all these products so i might even have a have a little play around with them at some point to see what they're about uh, as am i so i'm i, I actually might give this a, a download because we were just talking about this other day how i've got i have got got a fair bit of drone videos i just and this uh, seems like it's the perfect so it's got it's basically it's integrating your audio and your yeah. after effects and your premiere pro all into one like streamlined thing offering you quick ways to add audio offering you quick ways to add yeah. effects and things like that without having to switch between products so, yeah. i've got a real mental block around video editing um mm. I, I love photo editing i love taking photos love the whole process um, and really putting it all together the video bit of it i just i just oh it's mm. it's like stab me now i just can't get into it i just find it all a chore and I've actually got some cracking videos. Soon I look at them, it's like I'm actually quite pleased with that. Can't be asked. You out. set yourself up a stock stock video footage site and and sell off your footage footage for people who really do want to do this. Mm, Dickstockfootage.com. <laughs> Maybe not the best name. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, yeah, they have. Um, you can get as part of the, it's part of the Creative Cloud, but you can nine ninety nine nine ninety nine a month is kind of individual licensing if you want to look look at that. Um, and real Photoshop on the iPad, and this is this is probably wider in scope than that that sounds really, um, because Adobe looked at how do we get Photoshop properly running on portable devices, and really what they've done is turn Photoshop into a cloud um, p- cloud PSD format, which actually means this could mean Photoshop can be done anywhere on any device on things like when we were talking about um, Pixel and Chromebook and all those kind of things earlier. Um, it really could be because it's now delivered via the cloud um and a lot of the kind of heavy lifting and movement of data is done virtually there's you know this is quite exciting but i mean the whole project was to bring an ipad so that is where, where the focus of the story is yeah and uh, and so, so they talked about this early in the year there was a kind of bloomberg i think exclusive that said this is coming yeah. um and, and it's pretty exciting because we've seen um so affinity so there's been affinity photo yeah. on the ipad which is a fantastic product um, you know, it is it is a Photoshop on the iPad, yep. and it just shows you iPads have been around for eight years. They're still not an actual, you know, Photoshop for iPad. They've messed around doing kind of cut down products, and they've they, you know, but each time that cut down product has become better and better. You know, they they have yeah. made improvements, but this is this is a whole new level, apparently. Yeah, it looks really good, and and I think even to to kind of cement that, Phil Schiller was up on the Adobe Mac stage talking mm. about you know how this is a. And, and, and it'll be interesting, so we've got an Apple event just announced tonight and for October 30th, you know, MacBooks, iPads, you know, yeah. hopefully, you know, the AirPods, other things. Um, but but there's a definite, they've always said the future of the is the iPad and there's certain things about it that still don't land. You know, there's yeah. certain things that you still find it's clunky compared to doing on a, you know, and Photoshop yeah. editing would be one of them, you know, that the power to do that, to take a massive graphic and edit it on the go, you know, it's it's it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how it starts to land next year and the year after, where iPads are going and the whole, 
you know, what we talked about with Pixel, what we talked about with, you know, you know, MacBooks and laptops and where is this going? Where are we starting to drift to? And, and we've, we said for the length of our podcast, really, you know, when, when we had broadband, then we had super fast broadband, then we had fiber and people going, well, why do I need all this blooming speed and bandwidth? And, and we've said all the way along, until you've got these technologies, you don't really know where they can lead. And, and this is exactly where they can lead because uh, suddenly thin and fat clients over the, the, the internet kind of works. And, and I think this is a real sign. That, I mean, other people have done similar things, but this is a real sign that, um, you know, you can see how Google can do it with a document, but doing it with a Photoshop document is that is real testament to this you know that's movement of a lot of data yeah or doing it with video editing you know that that just seems an impossibility but if i've got and i guess that's why i'm so keen that you know when eventually can get proper you know one you know one gig up and down fiber that to me is like where we're starting to head that's the once i've got that and you're fully connected and you've got all your smart home stuff and it is reliable and you know there's there's another another step change isn't it yeah yeah definitely um interesting you know again proof of direction of the the markets and things um augmented reality they've got a, a tool that they're in they're in the early stages of it's only a tool at the moment it's not one of their full product releases but they're they're talking it through um so augmented reality um and a few other things i think they talked about just some more smaller sort of just add-on programs yeah there was a, a drawing tool called project gemini still in closed beta but again it'll release an ipad first and then come to other platforms later um, and I, and I, th- I, I do think they've been stung by things like, you know, Affinity. Affinity yeah. have done, you know, first class, you know, I've got a Photoshop equivalent, I've got an Illustrator equivalent, and it costs me 30 quid. Yeah. And and, and they are that good. Uh, and yeah, and, there's, and Creative Cloud is, is an incredible suite of programs, but they nevertheless it is an expensive suite of programs as well. It for... is. I mean, I, I, I just subscribe to the photography one, which gets me just the um, uh, Photoshop and um, Lightroom. Um, which is which is what I really need. You know, I'm not. Yep. I don't need the other products. There's a couple of times it's like, oh, that would be nice and that would be nice, but I'm not. I'm not going to then shift to the what is it, forty uh, a month rather than yeah. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of money. I mean, if you say if you're in the design industry, it, it's a no brainer. It's actually a very good value. So if your if your day to day living is made by these these kind of applications, then it's it's a no brainer. Um, but I would say I you know I spend all that money on it, and actually I really get quite limited use out of it but i love having them it's like one of those things i just love having them there if, if i want to uh, and even the just you know even the basics even you know illustrator photoshop uh premiere pro and, and after effects are just an incredible suite of applications so you know that's why i still subscribe but you're right it's you know the chunk of cash and when and when someone does everything you want to do in a couple of applications then and, it, and it's so much less than yeah, yeah course, i was taught it's going to take a nibble yeah, I was talking about a colleague at work who who kind of loves Lightroom, but kind of wants to move to something else with a one-off purchase and just be like, I'm just on get it. it done. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know if that's a hundred quid and I just buy it once and that's where I'm on for three years. Yeah, rather than a hundred rather quid than every the year. subscription model. Yeah, yeah. Intel has been shoving out its uh, ninth gen chips um, again, bumping everything, and it's got some pretty awesome clock speeds. Um, sort of they're they, they're still doing the super boosting of clock speeds. So and then. Is it 16 threads across eight cores? It's just bonkers, the parallel processing that now goes on. Um, but it's still based, I think we mentioned earlier, all on their kind of older technology as far as the 14 nanometers. Uh, again, it just seems like they are struggling to break down to lower than that uh, at the moment. Um, but, you know, it, as ever, the you know, they're in an awful lot of stuff and this is a, a powerful bump and, and, and say they've gone the whole just add more cores, add more threads, add more 
everything and, and and the speed at the moment we'll deal with that the sort of the scale of it we'll deal with that later yeah yeah and then there's still we we we, we, we talked about with Nokia and other things and we've talked you just mentioned it earlier about how we said oh Microsoft's dead you know you could Intel's not going to die but there, there's clearly a struggle there you know they're they're they brought out the 14 nanometer back and I think it was 2014 yeah 2014 yeah, you know with the expectation that every couple of years that will drop it'll drop and, and they're, they're stuck they are stuck for whatever I mean, reason they, rather, they are stuck yeah I mean, but then they you know they will be working on it and and say so they have done other things like they started working in 3d layers so it's you know the they've shortened distances between components by stacking them one on top of the other and that's quite clever technology in you know it's not doesn't have to be flat silicon on thread out it's actually you know there's some stacking there to to shorten all the distances which is part of the speed problem you have when when you go bigger and you have all these cores the the physical distance between them suddenly starts becoming a you know playing a part in it and it's, it's so it's not just all about scale but they have said that you know the scale is going to be the thing that brings the next step in performance yeah and i think hopefully intel are basically saying hopefully this is our last step and so next year um 10 nanometer comes out and i think that's when you'll see our next jump next actually bump up yeah um then we've had several stories around and we've lumped them all together um around game streaming so it seems to be a still a thing uh we've talked about it. again it's bumped back into our uh, kind of uh, podcast over the last few months um and google's announced project stream um and this is their sort of technology for streaming games over the uh, networks and they're allowing a certain uh, limited beta to uh, to use assassin's creed odyssey and this is their kind of testing out how does it feel to play over a network what are the issues we're going to face um, at what kind of speeds do you really need to be able to do this and, and what technologies do we need to sort of improve on um yeah only in the us at the moment and mega uh, 25 megabits per second is what they're kind of saying the kind of speeds you're going to need to be able to do this properly um but interestingly microsoft um xcloud also came out uh and sort of sort of announced their streaming so this is for xbox one games and it's just how they're they're setting up their kind of uh data centers to allow this um streaming of games and and obviously the speculation now is how's that all going to come in and play with xboxes and things like that interesting thing so obviously <clears throat> the microsoft one is a next year um yeah. so we won't know when we see it but the project streams now it kind of for me can came out of nowhere and the reviews have been excellent people are saying mm. they've been stunned how good it is i guess when you've got that many computers sat there waiting for, to be used then you might as well see where the gaming can be done i guess the, the weird thing i don't know if it's just a promotional video the weird thing when you looked at the the microsoft x cloud service they kind of showed you taking the innards out of an xbox and putting it in a rack and it's like that doesn't that doesn't scale in my head you know no. the, you know you're well, i guess of, i guess if you're thinking it does in that how many you know we, our two xboxes sat downstairs doing nothing right now they could be be uh, used for and, someone and else so you have and, that and shared maybe, time and and and, and that, that's you've probably hit the nail on the head that's the different thinking you know it's like you know just just use it when you need it rather than buying the hardware and, yeah, and it becomes a very different proposition back to the whole if i get gigabit up and down you know you're, you you're, you're, you're then like oh is streaming viable is it you know a, a, you know a, would i but, would yeah. i trust a new console just to be a streaming only console. Could I play Forza Horizon? Yeah, yeah. just streaming. And my gut says no chance. It it says no chance, but you know, um, when you start talking about a full copper network, or sorry, a full, um, you know, optical network or whatever, you know, really, the distances suddenly. If you depend, you know, <laughs> I still say probably not, but you know, the distances become more irrelevant. You know, 
Yeah, I, I, see the reason I'm cynical? I notice when I change my TV mode, when I go into the game mode, and there's, there's a feel more, I feel that I, I know when I've not changed it. Yeah. I can uh, feel uh, the difference. So if, it's like if I can sense <laughs> that and I'm just sitting at my TV, maybe. that's maybe the, but then But then you do use the difference between wired and a wireless controller. It's using, you know, uh, yes. it does introduce latency, but the perceptible is not really perceptible. And for certain games, it's not going to matter. No, you, you know, so that. so is it back to the you still have a box, and for certain games you're like, yep, I want that on my box. You know, Red Dead Redemption. Mm. Does that really need? You Doesn't know, seem like it's going to need it. Does it you know? Although maybe it needs it for the Dead Eye stuff, and you know, maybe maybe Dead Eye and... actually <laughs> negates the need for it because yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. slowed down. You know, yeah, interesting. Um, but it was also interesting that yeah, we had the two announcements quite quickly after each other, and yeah, like say Google coming into that market when really they're not in that market. But then again, like I said, they've got these data centers they've got all this network of business and they've got these on-demand things so why not why not and it's the same with microsoft you know obviously they've got a massive you know infrastructure across the world now you know more so than a sony which is you know you know i'm not saying they're playing catch-up because you can do you can do the ps2 and 3 games over their now service so you can do that right now but there are some big players now in this market you know you know you go we've got to the end of our news it was an awful lot to cover there so thank you if you did hang on this far um we hope that's been a good summary of what's been going on um yeah no picks because we want to get on i want to <laughs> go on <with> my life <laughs> but uh, i guess in fact yes i'm gonna i'm gonna end things i'm gonna end it now is that all right what life i'm a bit <laughs> concerned it's like i want to go in my life I'm, and you went no i'm, not no, going, I'm going to end it now it was like <laughs> that was a bit that was a bit terminal <laughs> nothing that dramatic i'm going to tell you that if you want to find out more about us you can www.digitaloutbox.com you can email us info at digitaloutbox and we are oh digitaloutbox.com and we are on twitter as digitaloutbox i am getting tired i am on twitter as cheesy uk my racing blog academyracer.co.uk and my running blog is cheesy.blog ian where are you um, i bought a new domain because i don't have enough so i am on blog is ian.net the photography stuff is on iandickphotography.com oh okay Lovely. um and i'm on twitter sweeper thank you very much um we will speak to you well we, who knows after the apple event after so apple event, so definitely. probably start in november because right, I think it'll tail off now. I'll stay like it's run. Christmas coming is coming. To, we've had a Christmas bump there. Maybe we'll 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 take it by year anyway, and uh, we'll come appear in your feed as soon as it's worthwhile. Happy twenty nineteen. We <laughs> <laughs> speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.